Spooky, scary, and in prime time, we're talking Courage the Cowardly Dog on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and become engulfed in a Lovecraftian horror of your own creation. Uh, we're doing a loose one today, because let's do it. Um, my guest, uh, she is... Uh, uh, an HR professional and uh, uh, an improv comedian. Uh, we are on the end crowd here in Philadelphia together. And next month, starting uh, the first Friday in uh, October, you can catch us uh, with the improv double feature, which is going to be at Comedy Sports Philadelphia. We're going to be doing an improvised uh, workplace comedy. So definitely come down and see that and give us your suggestions. Give it up for Chris Sheroff. Hey, oh, Chris. Thank you. Hello, Ross. Hi. Thanks for coming. And we're both sitting on the floor on the carpet in uh, my office. We're getting cozy. Yes. Um, so this is very exciting because we are talking about Courage the Cowardly Dog today, um, which I was excited and kind of shocked when you brought it up because we haven't really traversed this area of Cartoon Network, like the prime, like cartoon, cartoon mm-hmm. era. So, what what drew you to pick uh, Courage? It's my favorite uh, cartoon growing up because I liked really weird things mm-hmm. and I've always been into horror and creepy stuff. So, Courage was like right up that alley. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like you're you're you were always just like a horror fiend in general. Yes. So like, what kind of? I guess like, did you also go into the like kid inappropriate stuff but because you were just you just kind of sopped it all up you were grabbing any kind of horror bit you could well, it's funny because there's like there was goosebumps never was in the goosebumps or anything like that there's just Too something scary or it was like not even scary yeah enough. like this is made for kids i don't like it it seems like courage the cowardly dog was a show that was like made for adults but was kiddish enough they decided to try to sell it to cartoon yeah, it network kinda, well i watched two episodes today and it does kind of feel like a vanity project in a way of yeah. just um because i'm not too familiar with the creator uh john r dilworth uh and he's just kind of a general like animator he's done a yeah. bunch of other work for uh cartoon network and yeah this is his big thing uh and just reading some of the titles of other stuff he's done like yeah uh angry cabaret <laughs> life and transition uh garlic boy garlic, uh okay. who knows cool. what that is um <laughs> we're not gonna review it um but it's he definitely is yeah just doing his own kind of lovecraftian thing every week and yeah i was definitely thrown off because i remember it being eerie mm-hmm. but it's yeah you're right it's kind of adultish and i know i feel like that comes up a lot on this podcast of like it's kind of for adults but you're yeah. right that it's different it's like actually kind of gross and mm-hmm. like really disturbing at times yeah yeah like they the uh people that own courage uh used to samuel bag yeah (laughs) great last name they die almost every episode or some horrific thing happens them it's not just like a funny looney tunes they fall off a cliff no like they're dead it's existential (laughs) like the first i watched two episodes the first episode 
involved like um a haunted shadow like an evil shadow and the shadow mimes choking muriel and her head explodes (laughs) and there's also the uh the other half of the episode was um he uh, uh, courage witnesses muriel and eustace get amnesia and a doctor comes to like abuse them and steal their valuables yeah and yeah just really like existential because the it's fun because the setting is literally nowhere like Mm -hmm. the the town is called nowhere and they're on this farm so it's just that classic b-movie horror setting where it's just like the one antenna uh farmland and just everything comes here and uh the, the whole backstory is that Courage was abandoned as a puppy. Yeah. They show a sad picture of him in a diaper in an yeah. alleyway. And he, every week he has to protect Muriel and Eustace who don't really get it or appreciate him. Even though they're very conscious when all this stuff happens to them. They're just like, that yes. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, so adult horror stuff was your thing. Like, yes. I feel, I feel like you would have rented a lot of like Twilight Zone from the library. Yeah. Well, I watched it every New Year's Day. Cause I, I forget if it's sci-fi that does the Twilight oh. Zone marathon. Mm-hmm. But I remember being a kid and being... T- what, what, I would rent like The Ring and like... Oh, sure. Very legit horror movies and would be terrified. There was like a six-month period where I slept in my parents' room every night because I was just so terrified. But I couldn't stop watching the stuff, mm-hmm. even though it legit terrified me. I thought I was going to get killed by Bloody Mary or something. Okay. This is maybe why we've become solid friends very <laughs> recently and very quickly because yes. this was exactly how I was as a kid. <gasps> I couldn't watch the scary stuff. Like, yes. I watched Courage because like it was a cartoon, mm-hmm. so I could dissociate in that way. But... <laughs> I was obsessed with horror, mm-hmm. but I could not handle it at all. Like yes. I've talked about it, I think several times on the podcast that I read all the synopses for the different Saw movies mm-hmm. because I just wanted to know and figure out like what was happening. Yeah. And every time I was hor- horrified. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I forget if I talked about this part on the show, but I made a song about Saw. Oh my! And all of the saws. Or just like one the general of the- concept. So okay. okay, so the whole song it was called Jigsaw's Game, and this was when I first was able to use GarageBand, and it was Jigsaw being like, "I, you will have to escape with your life. You have sixty seconds to escape." And then I would make like a minute of like different like loops and beats uh, with like strings as like the person is theoretically trying to escape, mm-hmm. and then Jigsaw comes back and he's like, "You have passed level one," <laughs> and it was just this like weird kind of like like devo type thing i have no i know roughly where it is it's in my my parents like my old bedroom i think there is like a chest somewhere where i have old cds and dvds of bullshit that i has to be in a chest too yeah just it's haunted yeah and yeah i i like need to grab them and have them but also if i play 10 seconds of anything I am going to just sweat bullets and be so upset. <laughs> but yes, so yeah, horror, definitely I was into the concept of it, like yes. reading up on all the lore and legend. Yes. Like, thank God I didn't know what creepypasta was. Oh, yeah. Or I would have been fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, completely. Slender Man would have destroyed you. Yeah, I, oh, I was thinking Slender Man. Like, those, mm-hmm. those like, preteens or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, the ones who attempted to murder that 
Yeah. Little girl. Mm-hmm. It's a sad story. <laughs> but also, like, I get it because I, I would lie awake at night terrified that, like, a panel in my wall was going to come down and the Billy the Puppet from Saw would, like, pop out yeah. and be like, okay, level one <laughs> or whatever. And, like, You're a top to your bed. A neurotoxin has been released. <laughs> and, like, that, that would have, I, had trouble sleeping so much because yeah. of that yeah mine yeah. was bloody mary bloody mary just like the story well there i i went it was in elementary school girls went to into the bathroom did the whole ritual thing and claimed to almost be pulled in the mirror mm-hmm. from by bloody mary and i couldn't go into a bathroom by myself for years oh my god and growing up i had a, a bathroom very close to my bedroom and like i i would wake up in the middle of the night and just stare at it and be like she's coming she's gonna get me yeah Ooh, have you ever seen a ghost? Because hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I have one memory, and I, I, I'm pretty confident that I can explain away. Because I was like at camp; it was like a, a seminar, like come back in the fall for the weekend. Yeah, and I was like sleeping on the floor because my friends were like, "We're gonna sleep for a little bit, and then we'll hang out." And everybody just passed out because it was bedtime, <laughs> and I was cold, so I was in a sleeping bag. And I'm uncomfortable and I look over and I think that I see like the ghost of a farmer. Like I can picture like a farmer family. And I started crying because I was just like I was just so uncomfortable and scared and tired. Um, But it was definitely like just two counselors that were like just walking around being like, okay, is everybody in their beds and asleep? Um, But are you 100% sure it was that? Like, is that just what you want to tell yourself? I'm, it's it's like when you think back to a memory as a kid and you're like, I was definitely just overreacting. Yeah. But like in your head, you only remember the overreaction. Yeah. So it's just cemented in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw anything, but I remember a lot of weird things happening. But it was also in prime Bloody Mary time. Mm-hmm. So like I was on my wits end to begin with. But there were a few times lights legit turned on by themselves. Ooh. Doors would shut behind me. And you know, as an adult... You just kind of be like, oh, the switch must have been caught in the center, and then it just flicked on. It it was one of those switches. But still, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like we're we're in our office right now, and the door that closes it. If we have the windows open, like that door will sometimes just slam shut. Yeah. And I I'm a rational person. I mm-hmm. went. I have a bachelor's degree in communications. <laughs> I'm clearly <laughs> smart and know how things work in the yes. world. Yes. It's still terrifying. I know. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so wh- which episodes of Courage did you watch? I think I watched almost all of them, but a few stick out. Um, the one you were referencing where Courage is in like a little diaper and was abandoned. That I think that was the... Well, that's the open. That's in that's, the opening. Yeah. When the announcer... Oh, right. It's in the opening. And then in the pilot, I think it was the pilot, you actually see his parents get abducted by an evil oh. veterinarian okay because yeah there's it's, it's at least the or yeah like you might be talking about story. the so uh uh john r dilberth um made a seven minute short called the chicken from outer space so that possibly was that because he that got nominated for an academy award yes and it lost to uh wallace and gromit uh unbelievable yeah it lost a to loss. a close shave which is the one with like the evil sheep. Um, oh my God. I remember my dad and I really liked Wallace and Gromit. My mom yeah. and brother did not. So we saw like the feature film when it was in theaters and both my mom and brother fell asleep so fast. 
And I was like, oh my god, the were-rabbit. But you enjoyed yourself? Yeah. Oh, you and I, your dad? I love claymation. Yeah. Yeah, if there's like a new... If like, I don't know, Coraline 2 came out, I'd be yes. in. I'd be yes. all in. Yeah. Same. Coraline so was also great. Coraline was so good. And I was just old enough that it was creepy, but I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in. And like, we're a little bit far from the Halloween season, but I'm just starting to really get horror and be like, I can deal with it mm-hmm. and like move on yeah. in my brain. Like, I'm still the most neurotic person I know, but like, Same. yeah, <laughs> but like, I've, I've read several Stephen King books now and like the newer ones where he's like a little bit more thoughtful instead of like, and then the rabbit died or I don't know Um, but (laughs) I can handle it now Uh, and that's a big accomplishment we should talk about Stephen King okay what what it's amazing I didn't know you read Stephen King I I've yeah I I've read a handful of them I've read none of the classics but I've read um cell the one where um anybody with a cell phone turns into like a zombie oh okay uh I heard the movie was terrible but the the book was quite good um uh I read the Institute, which is a <gasps> bunch of his newest one with the kids, right? One, well, I can't even say newest because he releases two right. books every year. Yeah, um, I read that, and then I read The Outsider, the one that got turned into an HBO series with uh, Jason Bateman. Yes, Re- that one was upsetting because there's like, hey, a kid got brutally murdered, and let's describe it. But we moved <laughs> past it, and I was yeah. like, they're just words. I'm reading words. Yep. Uh, but yeah, what's what's your top? Uh, Stephen. Uh, the Institute <laughs> was very good. Yeah. Um, big fan of that one. Um, I Besides that, I've been trying to read a lot of his classics, although I did read the Dark Tower series. Oh, you should talk to my fiance when we're done oh, because he's he read them. It? He loves them. Okay. And oh, okay. We have to talk about it. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to try reading some of the classics. Like I, I have reserved on Kindle like a few of the um, Norman Bachman, or was that his name? The the alias when he did that oh, for a few right. years, and then he had so many more books. Yeah, and then he was like, "Okay, I'll him. I'll just keep re- writing under my own name." Yeah. So I have some of those, so I can kind of get that spice. But like, I'm not, I'm never gonna read it. Yeah, who are we getting? Yeah, I read it. Just watch the movies. Yeah, if you do I, anything. I watched both movies. Um, that's the. When I still watch horror, I do have to like take a breather afterwards, but yeah. I can at least handle it, uh, even if it's yucky. Um, and it like yeah. the movie, the the movies that were made about it recently, pretty good, pretty true to the story, and they also take out the uh, the weird sex scene, the weird sex scene where they all bang the girl. Um, oh, yeah. So what it is is the one girl decides so they defeat it the first time. And they decide, for whatever for whatever reason, when they defeat it the first time, their memories and attachment to each other, like I guess their soul connection becomes, you know, starts to disappear. So the little girl decides the only way for them to reattach themselves to mm-hmm. each other and do like a, a, you know, a blood oath is they all, all the little boys need to have sex with her. Um, and doing so, like, allows them to reform themselves as a group. Yeah, not so much the Losers Club anymore, huh? <laughs> no, they, they, that's They bananas. were done quick. So that's why things were so awkward at the, like, reunion at the Chinese yeah, restaurant. Yeah. They're like, uh. Oh. No, okay, yeah, yeah, you were, you were my first, yeah. She was my first, Ugh, too. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 
gross. Well, in his defense, he doesn't remember it because he was high out of his mind. Okay. So <laughs> there you go. That makes me feel a little better. Um, yeah, I like, and with courage, I truly couldn't tell you before I watched some of the ones today, I couldn't tell you any of them. I just remember the general vibe. Like, yeah. It, to me, it felt like full episodes were like when SpongeBob shows a really detailed picture. Mm-hmm. Like that, that yeah. was like the entire episode uh, yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I'm definitely charmed by it and that it is yes. ballsy and legit terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? which other ones kind of stood out to you? So the one... Where his parents get abducted and he loses his parents forever was very traumatizing sure. as a child losing your parents. Uh, another one that comes to mind, and I don't remember what it's called, but there's a puppet master, a crocodile, or it might be an alligator, crocodile or alligator <laughs> puppet master that um, turns Muriel and Eustace into puppets, marionettes Ooh. specifically. Ooh. And the episode ends with Courage defeats the crocodile thing. But it ends with him living back with Muriel and Eustace, who are still marionettes, and to have them interact with Courage, Courage is just marionetting them back and forth. Wait, I, like, remember that. It was a messed up one. Yeah. It was one of the ones that really stood out. God. Um, Yeah, the other one that I watched, which, like, neither of them were as scary. The Mm -hmm. one was, like... They were camping in the woods, and these two raccoons were, like, wanted. <gasps> the bandits. But al- yeah, but also, like, they didn't really do anything. Except they beat up Eustace because Eustace was being an asshole. Yeah, he, oh, He's yeah. always an asshole. Mm-hmm. I do not like how mean he is to courage. Yeah. Like, like if you're gonna Sorry. if you're going to have a rescue dog and, you know, adopt, don't shop, like, dude, chill out. Like, yeah. whenever anybody is, like, the dog's sleeping like on the couch or like in the basement or something like what is your problem like it's a dog and you're a big adult man like calm down yeah so like that one wasn't too scary and then the other half which i loved it it was um some like i don't know merchant throws out a record and it's like eustace's (sighs) favorite musician some like 50s like zoobity zop guy yeah and i because I really like stuff like this where they just invent mythology. Yeah. And I mean, it might be based on something. I have no idea. But they play this record and the ghost of the singer comes out of the the record player. And then if he can get somebody else to like play piano or something and take his place in the record. Oh, yeah. So the whole episode is Courage, you know, making noises and trying to get Muriel out and re- get the guy back in. and. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, that is good. That's a good concept. Yes. For a thing. So creative. Because they did, like, some things that were pretty standard, but then, yeah, things like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm I'm just scrolling through episodes, and, like, I, I remember the Sandman episode. <gasps> when they couldn't get Muriel to fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's and been relatable, because I've been yeah. waking up for, like, 10 minutes in the middle of the night for a while now, oh, and boy. it makes me want to um (laughs) throw things but yeah it's it's great it's so fun there was one episode in particular that scared the crap out of me as a child and i don't remember what the episode's called but it was with king ramses oh and so all of courage was like standard 
animation, like drawn sure. animation. And then in this episode, and there's a few other things that are like this, but they made um, King Ramses was like 4D and was like a very, oh, was like modern animation. Yeah. <laughs> throughout the episode. Yeah, they, because I, I also forgot at the very end of the episodes, like when the episode ends, they have like a CGI courage, like bow. Oh, I forgot about and that. I thought that yeah. was cute. Yeah. Um, I also like love the music, like the opening theme song where it's just kind of like, just like Americana, like, mm-hmm. it's great. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, also, um, once in a while, I like to look up uh, Common Sense Media. It's a website where parents and kids can like review things and i mean (laughs) this parent uh, a year ago said uh gave this uh, a two out of five stars saying bro so i watched the show as a kid and it was so traumatizing there was an episode where the grandma gets sewn into a literal carpet i think it's not scary when you're older because it just seems silly but for little kids the episodes are disturbing and traumatizing yeah I agree with that. I only had two out of five, though. Yeah, I mean... That that comment didn't seem, for me, to align with the rating. I don't know. I don't trust that. Yeah, and, and like, I think this website does a good job of being, like, it's over the top, but also, like, it's still... There's some creepy stuff that's gonna stick with you. Like, it says, like, there does not seem to have any positive messaging in the show. And a lot of violence and scariness. Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah. And I don't know why, but on because I found it on HBO Max to watch. And then when I was doing a little bit of Googling, it seems that I think a lot of the people that worked on this also worked on Ren and Stimpy or like oh, this. Because this, okay. this was around that time. It's yeah, 99 it was. to 2003. So kind yeah. of. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, like, the same shows in this era, like, Powerpuff Girls is a year before, Ed, Ed, and Eddie is the same year, Dexter's Lab is around this time, Johnny mm-hmm. Bravo, oh, Johnny. Johnny Quest, Cow and Chicken, oh, Cow and Chicken, that show was nasty. Yeah. Couldn't tell you a single thing, except I know that Cow had, like, a funny voice, but also, like, just, like, that uh, Cartoon Network thing where, like, Everybody was just picking their nose. And it was yeah. like such a graphic nose pick too. Yeah. yeah. And the parents were only half. And then in one episode, they reveal the parents are legit only halves. <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. I'm in. I'm in again. <laughs> that's good. That's actually good. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like what, what kind of other shows like during this era or like this segment of your childhood? Because you're talking a lot about horror. Like were there other kids shows that kind of piqued your attention? Not in the same way that Courage, the Cowardly Dog, did. But, like, I watched Powerpuff Girls and all that. But I remember we would have sleepovers in my brother's room a lot. And he was the only one that was allowed to have a TV in his room. Oh, yeah. And we would watch Cartoon Network and then Adult Swim would come on. So I watched a lot of Adult Swim. Oh, my God. I remember not getting Adult Swim. Like, not being like it's too inappropriate. Even though some of the stuff on there, disgusting. But... I was just like, I don't get what this is. Like, the Brock show came on, and yeah. I didn't understand what there was to do with that. Yeah. Um, do you remember Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I I have never seen an episode, and I know... You're not pe- missing anything. I know people love it, and then there's also people that are like, hey, there was like a bomb scare because of that show. What? I don't remember so, that. So, okay. Okay. It was like a thing where there were posters 
all over, you know, advertising like the new season or something. And apparently in London, there was like a subway or a tube bombing. And one of the posters either directly parodied or referenced it or oh. it looked too similar. Oh, and there okay. was something like that where everybody's like, this is fucked. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. That's, that is a little fucked. I thought you were saying someone was inspired by hunger, Aqua Teen Hunger Force to bomb something. And I said, that's why I was like, that's ridiculous. But yeah, that's a little Oh, sorry. Up. This was Boston. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, I, I mean, I could try to like f- scroll through and remember what the deal was, but it was just like, oh yeah. Oh it's because they had like these fluorescent posters and it just looked too much like a bomb. Oh. It looked a little, it looked bad. Okay. It didn't look good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, oh man. I mean, Adult Swim. And I, I also felt like a badass because I didn't have cable growing up. So when yeah. I went over my um, my uh, grandparents' house, they had cable. So, you know, I would hang out with them. But then at a certain point, I was just watching Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, which in hindsight looked so rude. Come on. But yeah. also, <laughs> as a little kid, I didn't know any better. Yeah. Um, my parents should have given me a uh, uh, cable. Yeah. I also, when I would go over there, I would bring blank VHS tapes with me so that I could tape the cable shows and then watch them again later. So were you like, even allowed to do that at home? Or did you get in trouble because you well, were... No, we just like didn't have cable. My parents okay. just didn't pay for it. Okay. And... So I've I've seen like the episode of Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy turns into a baby. I've seen that episode so many times <laughs> just because that was the one I happened oh to God. tape. Yeah. And forgot it's, about that show. Yeah. yeah um it he <laughs> Butch Hartman's like a weirdo now. Some, really? He Oh, what did he, he do? He like did a Kickstarter or something for like his own cartoon channel and then he f- didn't mention that it was gonna be like Christian <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then also they did a revival, a live action revival or sequel to Fairly Odd Parents on Paramount Plus. And yeah. if you can look up clips and it is cringe and confounding. Okay. Like it like only the only cartoon elements are Cosmo and Wanda. Everything else oh, is like yep, yep. and it looks like a cheap like Disney Channel sitcom. Wasn't the kid from uh what was that live action show on Nickelodeon? The Brothers. Oh, Naked Brothers Band? No. Er, before that. Oh. Um, before Drake and Josh. BB. Yes. And wasn't Drake the, Dra- the oh, Timmy Drake, Turner? Drake was in the other live action Fairly Odd Parents special. There were two. Yeah, there was like oh a special God. that they did with oh um with um Trina from Victorious was like Trixie, I think. This is amazing. Yeah, I have not seen that. Um Oh, so this is different. Yeah, this is different. But also okay. I mean this is that was my era of Nickelodeon. Like okay. peak fairly odd parents, like season two mm-hmm. of SpongeBob, like oh, SpongeBob. Uh when it was just a show about a sponge and it wasn't like this we're sounding like a bunch of old curmudgeons (laughs) even though it is insane that spongebob is on i think it's on like season like 27 it's wild because so many of these shows when we review them for the podcast like yeah i I looked it up with courage and four like they have four seasons they're all like kind of split up into 13 minute segments and like that's all you need because kids don't Mm -hmm. remember things but spongebob was like let's just keep cranking them yeah and crank them out they did yeah. um 
but yeah oh i forgot to mention because you were talking about uh, goosebumps uh, a year ago and i i got from the library book sale i got choose your own goosebumps like the choose your own adventure ones yeah and it was called don't eat the purple peanut butter and the whole book was you could choose to eat two weird things either like purple people purple peanut butter purple people yeah or like i don't know like weird juice Mm -hmm. and if you ate one of them you kept shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until you just were nothing and the other one is you just kept growing and growing and growing yeah uh and i remember reading it for a while just like doing all the different scenarios and then i like remember trying to convince my dad to read it like no it was like really good like you know how like when you're trying to like connect and be like oh i actually read a a, a book recently it's um <laughs> don't eat the purple peanut butter um i don't know if you've heard it's on it's, on it's quite frightening bestsellers uh, list in the new york times i don't know if you're familiar with goosebumps but you'll get them yep and it was you'll only have yourself to blame <laughs> oh my god but yeah i mean i think like that that and this is probably like the scariest i got because yeah i watched a few twilight zones yeah but at the same time those were so old that i was just like ah mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cool yeah like i can't really think of any of them that are truly like terrifying yeah it's more of like the now it's more like oh that's a scary concept but yeah well because a lot of them are like and now that person must live the rest of their life <laughs> like um yeah. like the one where the guy's glasses break yes. in the apocalypse like that one i have all this time to read my books yeah and like <laughs> dude go to the glasses store yeah but he can't find it <laughs> he can't see but i remember because his glasses break like the, the he like picks them up and they have like they're shattered and like that'll be uncomfortable and he'll get a headache but he could like navigate a little bit oh i know those. i know just saying there's the martian one too the how to serve man and oh they thought yeah. it was but like, it's a good book yeah it's a good book. It's a good book. It's a good book. Um, there's also the one. Did you see the one like f- five characters in search of an exit or something? Because that's like a know. play or something. But Ooh. basically, there's like a clown, a ballerina, a soldier, and two other guys, and they're in like this weird, like prison almost. It's like a big cylinder, and then the end, what? it's revealed that it's like a goodwill toy box, like a charity, and so people are dropping in like action figures to like give to kids no, during the holidays I did not hear of that one it's very good wait did they come down so they were like shrunken into a little box no so so it's like y- the reveal is that you see that it's like a like a it looks like a trash can kind of like yeah. a metal trash can and so like these toys i guess are freaking out being like where are we <gasps> i don't oh. know who i am i don't have a memory except for the clothes Whoa. that i'm wearing and I was like, "That's a good one. That, that is, you got, you got me, Rod." He put toy. It put a Toy Story on its head. Like we're yeah. not happy. Oh my God! Did you also self-aware. get scared that your toys were real, hmm. or like that they were alive? I, I was afraid they were judging me. Oh, that's real. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like talk to them regularly, and like I did like photo shoots with them. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, I, you know, I want to be nice to them because I love them. They're my stuffed animals and my toys. But also, yeah. like, if they're real, like, I don't want to be rude to them. That's true. Like, I, I have like a bunch of dumb like, toy, not dumb toys. Um, to the average person, <laughs> they're dumb. But I have like some toys behind me right now, and like, mm-hmm. once in a blue moon, I'll like 
give them a little attention or talk to them for a yeah. second just to be like, hey, I we like still, you. We still good? Yeah. Because, yeah. oh my God, in Toy Story 3, those toys are so desperate for any play toys or playtime. And I just feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have any final thoughts or memories about Courage before we kind of uh, get to the rating? Um, well, I I read up because I was like, Ooh. why did the show end? Yes. That's um, right. You, this was a big tease before you started. You're like, I will wait. <laughs> okay. It was like, why did the show end? Because I felt it was well liked. Yeah. And, it seemed pretty popular. But so I read up on it. And apparently it ended because there were two characters in the show. I think it was a fox and a rabbit or a fox and a cat or something. And they were both female characters. And, you know, this was early 2000s. So, like, they were two female characters that, like, really liked each other. Mm. Um, And apparently a bunch of moms got really up in arms and like formed a campaign saying courage the cowardly dog should get shut down because they're spreading the ideas of lesbianism and you know all and i just think that's hilarious because the show's like all about like murder killing people scaring the crap out of you and then what moms get you know in a tizzy about is two female characters that may or may not have been in a romantic relationship wow yeah is re- I read that. I'm like, that's pathetic. <laughs> like, that's yeah. But I will say, as of last year, <gasps> there is a Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover movie with Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. I haven't seen it. Okay. But, I mean, I'll just show you it. Straight out of nowhere, Scooby-Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. Interesting. I'm talking 78 minutes. <laughs> and unfortunately... Um, the actors that voice both Eustace and, uh, Muriel, they both passed away. I think the actress that voiced Muriel, I think she might've died last year. Thea, Thea White. Yeah. Yeah, She died in 2021. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Lionel Wilson, uh, voiced Eustace and he died in 2003. Oh, wow. So he's been... He's been gone for a little while, yeah. but yeah. So there's also been talk about revivals for a while. Yeah. Um, that he, uh, uh, Dilworth was talking to Boomerang, that like old cartoon channel for yeah. a prequel series. Yes. Yeah. But, yes. and then he said like, oh, it's a new thing. But as of January of this year of 2022, uh, he said that the product had been dropped and it fell through. <sighs> Now that Cartoon Network is prioritizing other projects, I wouldn't be surprised if it has something to do with all of the weird crap happening with uh, Discovery and uh, HBO because HBO Max houses Cartoon Network stuff. Uh-huh. So I don't, I, I used to have a good sense of the vertical integration. I have no idea who owns what anymore. Yeah. And it's a mess. Um, but yeah, so that's unfortunately the possibly the end of courage until they make like i don't know like ready player two or another space jam and they're like yeah. okay we'll do that yeah let's bring it back it's been yeah. a long time uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh now is the part of the podcast where we review or we rate uh on a scale from zero to five and you can be as specific mm. minute with your rating as you'd like what would you give courage the cowardly dog interesting so five Five is like, you know, perfect. Zero is, um, this is a toilet. Yeah. Okay. 
toilet. Um, so what was great about Courage the Cowardly Dog? It was an incredibly unique show mm-hmm. for its time. There really, in my opinion, still really hasn't been anything else really like that. At least nothing geared towards kids. Yeah, nothing that I'm familiar with. And like, I haven't really watched Cartoon Network in a decade because yeah. I'm an adult man. Yeah, same. I have um, a mortgage. <laughs> I have a mortgage. I do adulting. Do, do. Ugh, I hate adult life. Oh my god, adulting's so hard. Some Hashtag Gen Z person kids. is like, oh my god, he sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably... So I don't know if anything would get a five. But I loved that show. I loved how unique it was. It, my, it made me laugh so hard when it was meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. And then like concepts from it still are like yeah that would be terrifying if the people who took care of me returned into marionettes or whatever or if you don't return the slab to king ramses like he gets really mad and and burrs you in egypt um like (laughs) that's that's messed up so i would give it i would give it a four because nothing i'm the type that nothing's ever a perfect score that's that's legit Um, yeah, I think we've never had a perfect score, although Finding Nemo and Paddington have been the closest. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much on the exact same page as you. I gave, uh, I'm giving Courage the Cowardly Dog, like, basically a 4.016. Like, that just popped in my head and I'm like, I'm going with that. Yeah. I think it's real solid. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Like, I really hate the stupid hole in his tooth. I really hate that. I hate it. I tooth stuff grosses me out so much. Fair. Um, and also, I forgot to mention, like, the first episode, I watched the first episode of season one on HBO Max, and he talked in full sentences. And then the next episode I watched was in season three, and he can't talk anymore. They had that. They There was apparently, after season one, they were like, the dog talks too much. Yes, his. I agree. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit shticky. Yeah. He was like, like, we're getting out of here, or my name isn't, like, Eugene uh, Horwath, and my name isn't Eugene Horwath, or something. He said something okay. like that. And we'll I'm look like, over That's things stupid. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can excuse that, because it's a cartoon show, so you think, yeah, the dog has to talk. Um, but yeah, crunching the numbers, obviously, we're both giving this pretty much a four. We're giving it a 4.008, which puts it right above Home Alone, and right, <laughs> and right below the Studio Ghibli film, Studio Ghibli film, Princess Mononoke. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I do not remember a single thing about it, except yeah. it was like an environmentalism thing. I remember oh, it was beautiful. Okay. Um, and also cool. looking, looking a little further, like it's right around, uh, we gave Matilda a pretty similar okay. uh, score. Paranorman, a very similar score. So like we're in territory. Uh, hey, Arnold is right around the corner from here. Oh, like hey we got, we yeah. got good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, thank you so much for, uh, coming on, Chris. And, oh, uh, is there anything in particular me. you would like to, uh, promote or point people towards? Um, just like you said, Ross and I, we do a lot of improv stuff together. Some would say too much. Some would say too much. Maybe we say too much <laughs> of each other. Um, but, um, yeah, the show you promoted in the beginning, the improv double feature at comedy yes. sports starts in October. Um, it's also currently the Fringe Festival. Um, That's right, and I know End Crowd yeah. is appearing um, once or twice. Or yeah, something. We're, we'll pop up at some point. Yeah, so just check out 
our shows or just shows in general to support you know the performing arts here in philly yeah that's right yeah so you can catch us doing this show at comedy sports it's the first two fridays of every month starting in october and going through january so yeah that's what we have and you know uh, rate and review us on wherever you get podcasts because that's a nice thing to do but thank you for the (laughs) help Uh, but that is all for today we will hear you in a fortnight and go go gadget and show